We have ignition sequence start. The engines are on. Four, three, two, one. We have liftoff. It makes people feel good to say they're successful, but productive is so much better. What does a win look like for you? If you don't know what a win looks like for you, then you're hoping to get lucky, and we all know hope's not a strategy. If you focus on money, you're never going to have any. And if you focus on people, you'll have all the money you need. I think the biggest thing is just staying consistent and communicating with your clients with what's going on. If it's bad news, give them the bad news. If it's good news, give them the good news. But you can't be afraid of telling them. Making real estate simple. That's it. All systems are go. Over. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Sean Mike Hugh, the CEO and founder of Simply Home. Welcome back to our podcast. Today I'm joined by Santana Jones and Enrique Selman. Uh, Enrique and I go way back. We, way back. We OGs. Um, and uh, Santana is also an OG at this point. It's been a minute. Like it has. What, two, two years maybe? This is my second year. Second year? Yeah. yeah. And then Enrique and I go back before the company. Before the company. <laughs> like, well, actually we go like, Back, 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 like 2013. Yeah. Before we even did real estate. Yeah. When, (laughs) when I, uh, I left the AT&T job on a stretcher, um, with anxiety and all that crap. Yeah. Those panic attacks used to have. Panic attacks. Yep. And then, uh, I got into real estate and then convinced Enrique to get in real estate Mm -hmm. and, uh, Pulled a wolf of Wall Street on him, showed him a check that I hadn't cashed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> he was like, "Show me the money." I was yeah. like, "Hang like, on, money. I got a check I haven't deposited. Like, I'm, I'm making this much. I'm making this much a month." I was like, "Man, you show me a, a, a paycheck stub with that much a month, I come work with you." <laughs> so I walked. How much was his check? It was like seventeen grand. Yeah, or something. seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but for me, like for us at the yeah, time, so it was like, like yeah. may as well have been a million bucks, Man, you right. know. Um, so you guys have been pretty visible like on socials and everything you guys did a, a video with grant um who we have no grant cam still but he's over there hiding in the corner mm-hmm. um and you guys did a video about uh your journey with building in nashville um and did you guys meet here or did you meet outside of the company we met here at the mm-hmm. office yeah, oh we met met at the office yeah. orientation day yeah oh yeah. okay yeah. fair enough um and I knew Enrique's goal from the beginning was like, I want to get into flipping. I want to get into building. Um, I don't know if you have you picked a favorite yet between flipping and building. I think I like the building better. <laughs> it takes longer, but I mean, I'm not a, afraid of flips, but if it, it's just the right deal that's simple and easy, I've learned that. I will never do a flip again. It has to do major structural, you know, work and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then was your aspiration always to get in on to like in the investing developing side or just kind of happen? It changes every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. And it's I, real estate. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I saw Enrique's video, that kind of inspired something that was already in me to actually attempt to do it. So I got you. Yeah. yeah. Like the testimonial video that Test- you did. Yeah, yeah. It was about flipping a while ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, how long have you been in the real estate game, Santana? Ooh, this is like. I started, my first open house was when Kobe's helicopter went down. So what's that? Oh, Three years? 2020. Like the day of? That's it was the day of. That's like, 2020. Yeah. So you left that open house in tears, right? Man, I, that was, that was a, tr- I mean, I'll always remember it. It, it pisses me off because he should still be alive. Yeah. Like yeah. that pilot made some, pilot to pilot, that pilot you made know, some Yeah, you know mistakes. what could have been done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He could have, you know, not flown. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, so that was 2020? 2020. Yeah. God, it's been that long it's since been COVID happened. died. Yeah. Three years. Jeez. Time flies by. Yeah. Um, and then you're up on year six. six. Yeah. Dang. All right. That's wild. It is. Um, all right. So what inspired you guys to like co-invest in this deal? Like, did you do any flips before you just went on the build? No. Y'all were just like, we're just going to go all in? Yeah. So. All right. Originally, it was a, a client who was trying to find somebody to buy her property. It was old, um, old wiring. It was like 1940 built. And I thought about doing it myself, but I remember a conversation me and Enrique had uh, over a cup of coffee. And I, I felt like the amount of money that I was going to spend on the flip, I might as well put that money into partner with somebody <clears throat> and make a little bit more. Yeah. So Fair. Okay. Yeah. And your background is a school teacher, right? Yep. Yeah. And then sales, sales, all kinds of sales, all the sales, all the sales, all the sales. Yeah. Just Fair. not a good employee. Yeah. Well, same. I'm a <laughs> terrible employee. Um, I hope I'm a decent employer, but I can't even answer that question. So, um, and if I'm bad, don't tell anybody grant. Um, <laughs> but then, okay. So you had this opportunity <clears throat> come up. There's obviously, uh, when, when did you guys start on this? Oh man. Was that September 21? Yeah. Yeah, we purchased it September 21. Uh, was it demolished the beginning of 2020? Yeah, no, 20. it was demolished in November 21. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's been we, a while. We, we tore the house down, and then uh, from there, it took us like like six months to get permits. God. Yeah, yeah. Metro. Yeah. Everything was six shut down. Six months for permits? Six months to get COVID. permits, man. Because wow. of COVID, they were just behind. On so it wasn't everything. even just like supply chain problems on like materials. It mm. was supply chain on... Yeah, yeah. we no metro government yeah. workers. Yeah. Nobody yeah. was in the office. Yeah, that's when to get stuff yeah. done, and you know, and then we we're, we got through some of the permits, and we got to the point where the permit that was the most difficult was uh, stormwater and uh, and uh, sewer, and they just kept making us come back with these different things that we had to do or change this, and then they go to one person, have to go back to another person, and have to go all the way back through. So it was, and that's why I just took as long as it took but yeah. yeah so you mentioned there was there was something you guys had met for coffee or something there was mm. something that like logged lodged into your brain about enrique as a potential partner for this opportunity what was it like what was the the moment that you said hey i'm gonna call him and and we're gonna do this mm-hmm. uh, when he, the video was showing and he walked in the room <coughs> and i think there was like a, a, a spotlight that just followed him and i was like that's enrique that's the guy in the video and i was like i'm gonna talk to him after the orientation uh, do we talk after that orientation? We, like, we talked immediately after, after, yeah. after, and then um, I don't know why I was here that day. I, you know, I yeah, just happened to show random drop by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just seemed like everything worked. Like the inspiration was there. He came in. Uh, we we spoke, and eventually the opportunity would show up, and it did. And I just felt like it had to happen. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Was it a, a tough sell, or were you like pretty much on board from the get go? Uh, no, I was on board from the get go when he showed me the private and saw, told me how much you know he was going to be able to sell it for. And then I walked through and I was like, okay, well we could go ahead and do a, do a rehab and do a flip on it at first. I was thinking about that. Then I started looking at it. I was like, I don't know. Remember last time I did one of these super complicated <laughs> flips where you got to do some real structural and all this other stuff. I was like, ah. then I, then I looked up the uh, property and realized, you know, it was zoned for being able to build two. So I said, you know what, let's just tear this down and just build two. If the numbers work. And they yeah. Did. So, so it's September of 21. You guys have this conversation. You take down the property. You're going into this partnership together. You like know each other, but like not 
probably in in the eyes of like business probably not well enough to be partnering in something right right <laughs> but right. you're like right. screw it let's try it right yeah um and then it takes you six months to get through codes meanwhile interest rates are skyrocketing mm -hmm. economic conditions are deteriorating mm -hmm. what what did that feel like it was scary man a little bit yeah i didn't know what to do like i was <laughs> i didn't know whether to panic bail do what i didn't know what to do yeah yeah because when we right. got into it when i said okay we're gonna do a two build at the time i said i didn't know how i was gonna get the money to get it done but i've always been like you know what forget it just go do it get the deal on the contract and figure out how to get the money i mean you've always told me a long time ago you know there's money everywhere there's there's money out there just you know go, we'll go out there and get it so that yeah. mindset i was like i'll figure out how to get the money instead of saying I can't do this how because can I, yeah. yeah. how can I do this? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And we found a way. And then, like you said, interest payments coming in over those six months while we're waiting to get our permits. And then the market changed. Uh, and what ended like Q3 around there, like September or somewhere around there. Or 20 was it 22. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like peak peak was in May. May. Yeah. yeah. So May was the peak. So we really should have, could have been done in May because it, yeah. it should I mean, have been done. Yeah. Should have been done. Our, our you like had perfect timing. Perfect timing. Except. Yeah. Except <laughs> the permits because, you know, our builder build, builds pretty fast. I mean, he, he built the house in what, five months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were flying. Like once you finally got started, they yeah. were flying. Yeah. yeah. So. So with all of the, the stuff, you guys have sold one, right? Yeah. Officially. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. Officially. And then you've got the other one closing in uh, a week, right? Yeah. Um, so with all that being said, you guys, you know, you've learned probably a ton, I would imagine. Um, do you feel that that has streamlined what you've learned? Has that streamlined the process for you to go do it better next time? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Do, do you think that the current economic climate is one that will keep you guys out of the game? Or are you guys going to go do something different? I mean, I'm not going to do anything different. This is... This is it. This is what I do. I do real estate, you know, all kinds of I different real estate. <laughs> I love that pivot. <laughs> that was so great. That's what I do. So, like, no, I'm not. This. I've already jumped off the porch. I'm like, I'm out here. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no going back to anything else. So, yeah, you know, so I'm always going to be doing this. I might, you know, diversify and do some other things and invest in other ways. But real estate is always going to be the bread and butter, period. So, I just feel like with the, I mean, the way the market is now and things are starting to turn, I'm starting to see a lot more showings, a lot more, you know, I got a multiple offer on one, uh, on a, on a listing I've had that's been sitting for like six months mm. and now just the other day we got multiple Bam. offers on it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, it's, it's showing and that, that used to be normal though. Yeah, it did. Right? Like you'd be a hundred days on market mm. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Oh yeah, we got a multiple offer. Bullshit. You don't have a multiple offer. Yeah, we Let do. Let me see it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I mean, I, I just feel like the, it, we can still continue to move forward doing this and doing new construction and and because there's just not there's still not enough inventory. I yeah. don't I don't believe that you know we were talking about it the other day. So there's still going to be opportunity. Yeah. Regardless. Now the inventory problem, I would argue that it's a a sub market, market by market, right? Mm -hmm. Like case by case. Under under X price point that you've got no inventory between X and Y you probably have maybe almost a buyer's market, mm -hmm. you know, in, in certain. The, the folks that were building like the short term rentals that were landing between like 700 and a million, like I feel like there might be potential for an abundance of those, but I could be wrong. I'm not out there every day. What do you think? An abundance as far as like too much inventory? Too much, yeah. Cause I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of them sitting. I remember yeah. when those would go. Yeah. They would go like, like you'd, yeah. you'd whisper about it. Right. And it's like sold. <laughs> sold. <laughs> and definitely certain areas. Yeah. 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 Like Clarksville. I mean, there's an abundance. 
too many homes. Um, and Clarksville has been a buyer's market, in my opinion, it's been a buyer's market for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there was no war for four years. <laughs> no so war. without war, <laughs> though, I mean, seriously, though, yeah, like yeah, that that's true. being being yeah. a market with with a military base, I mean, they rotate through. And when there's war, they like bring all the soldiers in for right. 101st. Mm-hmm. Um, and there hasn't been mm-hmm. until recently. So um, now. Enrique is a unicorn, born and raised in Nashville. No. What? Not born and raised. Not, I'm sorry. You've been here forever. Grew up here. Not born. My bad. (laughs) Enrique doesn't like cold weather because he's actually from Panama. Yes. Um, Not Panama City Beach for all you Tennesseans. Um, And then (laughs) you're you're from... Uh, Joliet. I'll say Chicago because no one knows where Joliet is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Grant's like, I know where that is. Yeah, <laughs> Grant's from there. He's from the same area. So, seeing the growth in Nashville, seeing all the changes, seeing everything that's happening, do you still feel confident that Nashville is going to remain the hot spot that it's been for the last ten years? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Why? I see. I mean, people are still moving here. Um, businesses are still going up. I mean, you see it. I see it. We all see it downtown. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, on the outskirts, they're building companies. I think a film, uh, the film industry is coming out to White House. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I, people are still moving. We're still getting, you know, 80 to 100 people a day. It's not slowing down in that regard. Uh, companies, businesses, tech, all kinds of stuff is still coming here. Cranes are still up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, and the good news, all the other states are still making really crappy decisions, which <laughs> still making people flow out, right? right. Like, it is what it is. Um, so, all right, let's step back into the partnership aspect. You guys go into this thing. You've got this opportunity. You've got wild shifting economic conditions. You've got uh, a government uh, process that's slowing everything down. Did you guys clearly determine who's responsible for what from the get go? Or was there just kind of like a natural split based off a of personality that like, hey, I'm going to manage this and you're going to manage that? Or how are responsibilities cut up? Uh, I don't know if it was like clear cut, but I think we definitely like assign certain things. Um, like I, I did the listing, main listing. Um, and Enrique, he allowed me to deal with people until I couldn't deal with people. <laughs> uh, it got, it got to a point, uh, and I'm a very patient person. Um, and it got to a point where my patience was really being tested. That's when Enrique came in. Uh, I'll tell you this story real quick. Good, good cop, bad cop. Who would you think would be the good cop? I mean, I would probably put you as the good cop, frankly, usually. I thought I was the good cop, too. <laughs> and then, But also, I think Enrique and I have done good cop, bad cop, and uh-huh. he was the good cop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had no clue I was going to be the bad cop. But he got on the phone with this person, and uh, he's totally flipped it up. He was patient, calm, responsive. I was like, oh, man. So I look like the bad guy. But <laughs> I just I went into the role. We had to do it. We had, we had to get the deal done. So, um <laughs> That was one way we did it. I uh, literally, we just played good cop, bad cop like a month and a half ago. Uh And I got on the phone being the good cop and I ended the phone as the bad cop. (laughs) And just destroyed the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we make mistakes. Things happen. (laughs) Um, Okay. So there was no clear direction. It was just kind of like you guys just went by feel. Yeah. Yeah. We we communicated a lot. Like I think in the beginning, we were trying to feel each other out, um, Mm -hmm. like knowing his temperament. Uh, he was filling out my temperament. We never really got to hang a lot. Um, and so eventually we started, you know, meshing. And yeah. 
understanding each other, how we how we flow. Um, again, like I'm I'm not the person you see on Instagram all the time. He's not the person you see on Instagram. We had to know each other on a more personal level to make this thing work. And uh, I think I think we work pretty well. Yeah, I think I probably one of the best partners I've I've had because it's really just about we trust each other. So that yeah. trust makes it easier. No one's feeling like they're stepping on anyone's toes or they're being pulled in a certain way. Like, you know, we're both we're able to be on the same page. And like you said, communication was the main thing. So constantly talking with each other and letting each other know what's kind of going on. And Santana just super laid back. And I'm pretty laid back, you know, until, you know, I feel like you kind of trying to disrespect me. Then, you know. Then he types the email and doesn't send yeah. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we both, yeah, so it, it, it worked out. We just, I had, I had more experience in the development side. So we kind of, you know, uh, deferred to me on certain things and you know I appreciate that that you know he knew what he knew and what he didn't know he would defer to me and trust me that I'm gonna you know get the right answer so that's I feel like it's important in partnerships yeah so if you've got someone out there right now who's listening they're like man my goal is to get into this investment development side and I want to form a partnership with someone what would you say what were the the tripping points like the obstacles that you guys encountered that people should look out for um, and then second, what would be some advice that you would give to those folks who are entering a partnership for real estate development for the first time, that's knowing a, what you know? It's a loaded question. I know um, there's a lot. Ooh, I think first of all, just know who you're dealing with. Um, know something about the person. Again, like you can get too wrapped up into the whole idea of doing a development and then you forget about the little nuances that make the success of it, uh, a development, the budget, um, like again, Enrique knew a lot of the, the, the builders and he knew a lot about like the first steps to building a home. Um, those things I had to kind of like lean on him for. Um, but again, I think, what do you think? I mean, I don't, I mean, I think it's, it's mainly you just, you, you want to just find somebody that you can mesh with and that they, whatever weaknesses you have and, and look at the strengths and weaknesses, who's stronger here, who's weaker here. And then y'all kind of work, work through that. Uh, also have a clear understanding of the partnership and how it's going to go. If y'all decide you're going to do an LLC together, you know, do that, get everything in, in writing and, and together that way. Um, and also just try to figure out what the what the main goal is at the end. Is this a one-off thing? Is this something I want to continue to do? Because if that, you know, you want to go about it differently. But main thing is just communication and being able to trust the person you're dealing with and getting to know who they are and kind of how they work. So nobody's feeling like I'm doing too much of this. I'm not doing enough. This person's not helping. What are they bringing to the table type situation? So that's the most important thing. Yeah. I don't think communication, understand who you're dealing with and then just, you know, being straightforward and honest with each other all the time. Yeah. And I, I think also like, don't be afraid to put an agreement on paper. Yeah. Like that just makes you stronger. <laughs> yeah. Builds a relationship. A little yeah. Bit. Yeah. And, and my, I'm going to add to that. Make sure you're adding in an, an attorney on the stuff to make sure that you're like clear from, yeah. from the get go. Um, of course I live in a world of attorneys, which is annoying, frankly, but um, I actually text my attorney the other day and I was like, I swear to God, like I love you to death, but attorney's job is just to overcomplicate literally everything. <laughs> <Until you know. laughs> I can't do anything without you guys being like, well, what about this? And what about that? like, what about it? Yeah. I don't care. Screw it. Um, <laughs> uh, with, with future developments, um, you know, Nashville is rapidly growing. However, the affordability is rapidly shrinking. Mm -hmm. um, positive is I know interest rates have fallen pretty, pretty largely. Mm -hmm. um, I heard today that they're in the mid to upper fives, uh, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Like excellent. Wow. If we could lay, if we could just stay right, right there, there. At like five and a half, five, yeah. five, eight, 
fantastic. Yep. Um, I don't know. Obviously, it'd be great if right. we did, but who knows? Um, but you know, having that fall off of seven and a half mm-hmm. in November is tremendous. Um, but you know, I have this conversation with people a lot about the affordability, um, kind of like this affordability radius, if you will. Um, and so it used to be that like inside of the 440 loop was like the uh, relatively unaffordable inside of it, and then outside of the 440 loop was affordable. Mm-hmm. Now I would argue that the affordability loop is expanded. So now you have like hyper non-affordable downtown within the 440 loop. And then you have like not really affordable between the 440, 840. And you got to get outside of the 840 loop and the imaginary Northern 840 loop Mm -hmm. in order to reach affordability. So with your uh, vision for what you guys aspire to do in future development, um, do you intend to stay inside of Nashville knowing that there are affordability challenges, there's land availability challenges, there's cost of land challenges, et cetera, which naturally lead to a higher end product just for numbers sake. Um, or do you expect that you'll kind of venture outside of that? Me, yeah, I think, I mean, Nashville is home. I mean, this is my city. Uh, I don't see, I mean, I, I never say never, but I'm I'm really just mainly just focusing on Nashville because I know it so well. I know all the neighborhoods well. Every you name a zip code, I know exactly where it is. You name yeah. a street, I know what side of town it's on. Like, and I I, I realized that the other day. I was like, I don't know, like just just from just being here so long and then doing real estate and being around and driving and doing all this stuff. But so I mean, I could see potentially going outside of there, and you know, if it's if it's the right the right deal, you know, I'm not gonna shy away from it. But for the most part, I kind of can. You know, may had my focus mainly just in Nashville, in the core, 440 loop, or a little bit outside of it. Yeah. You know. I would love to expand. <laughs> I want to be all over. I want to be worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. All right, yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. I, I see yeah. you. Um, so I want you guys to give, like, a, a little snippet of, like, who you are, how you got started, and, like, when you realized that getting into the investment side of real estate was something that you aspired to do. Um, I tell Enrique's my version of Enrique's story a lot. Um, and, and I don't like, we've, we've known each other for so long Mm -hmm. that like, for me, I, I always just go back to when, uh, when Enrique got fired from selling hearing aids over the phone, which in and of itself is a funny job selling (laughs) hearing aids over the phone. What? But <laughs> I can't hear you. Exactly. See, I'm going to send you some. Right. Um, <laughs> it's the easiest sale ever. Um, but he called me that night and was terrified. And you got a single dad, two kids to take care of and, and goals and aspirations. And then you watch your income source just like gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first he called me and I was like, all right, cool. Meet me at the bar. And we went yeah. to, uh, oh man, where we go? It was, in Smyrna. In it was Smyrna. Yeah. yeah. Cheddar's Cheddar's. I think it was That's Cheddar's. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Smyrna, we sat there and, and it was just one of those like moments of, Hey, this biggest fear can be your biggest opportunity. And you took hold of it and ran like mm-hmm. it hasn't been easy. You've had a lot of moments of like, Oh God, right. What am I doing? <laughs> um, but at the same time, like you had a goal five years ago of flipping houses and building houses. And here you are living your dream. Um, and as a, an aside, it's very rare that when you're living the dream, that it feels like you're living the dream. Yeah. 
because like you have this idea of how the dream is going to feel when you get there. And then you realize that you're there mm -hmm. because you don't actually ever look up. You're just like work, 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 work. Yeah. And then one day you're like, damn, I'm living my dream. I'm, it I feels like it. work and stress. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, but can you give, uh, we'll start with Enrique. Can you give a little bit about that backstory and like what, what triggered you to want to get into real estate investing? So for me, it was always, that was always the goal from the beginning. When I first wanted to get into real estate, uh, I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, I was driving to Chicago to see my uh, now ex-girlfriend. She lived out there. So I'm driving out there to go see her and I'm listening to the book on the audio book. And like my mind was just like, damn, they lied to it. They have lied to it. We've been bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it. So it just like blew my mind. I was like, how come I didn't learn this stuff in school? Like, why didn't they teach me stuff? Why my parents didn't teach me this stuff? You know, I was kind of resentful at the beginning. Like, why didn't y'all teach me? Like, they didn't know. You know, you can only, you know, teach what you know for the most part. So uh, that read that book and maybe want to research other books on, of him. And, you know, a lot of his, his wealth is in real estate. So we talked a lot about real estate investing and things like that in there. So I started reading other books on real estate investing and started listening to the podcast, Bigger Pockets. Yeah, all, yeah, listen to yeah. like all like every episode at the time from like when they started all the way up to, you know, uh, I think it was like 100 episodes. So I'm listening to all that, getting just all this knowledge and information. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So um, I somehow I get an email about a uh, Robert Kiyosaki's come to Nashville for one of these golden whatever, ticket, golden ticket <laughs> situation like the, the BS. So I'm like, OK, and like, <laughs> the BS. Yeah, like, and they're going to you know teach you some this class or whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah. OK, so I sign up for the class. I don't really have any money. So I just put my you know little money I had pay for the class go to, to the first thing then when you get in the class like when well, then we have another weekend class to pay for this <laughs> then I'm it's like it's only five thousand yeah, dollars so it was like a time was like maybe like six hundred or whatever so yeah. I took credit card boom paid it went and then, uh, so I go to that and you know you're in there with these gurus and they're trying to tell you and, and, and gas you up and you're all hyped like yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna teach you and then they tell you it's gonna cost like thirty forty thousand dollars to get this you know, eight week, whatever class. And within that time, you'll get your first deal and you'll make double what you made, what you put in and da, 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 da. So I, I was, they had me sold. Yeah. yeah they sales because they, they get to your whole, Oh yeah. you know, they, 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 they touch on your heartstrings and like, you know, and you, make you feel like, you know, you want, you're able to do this and you can do it and da, 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 da. And, and show all these videos. So, yeah, so I was almost there. I was ready to, I was going to find a way to get this $30,000 so I can get into this program. So I oh, tell man. my dad about it and he's like, and I was like, you know, son, I don't know. I don't think, you know, you really need to spend that kind of money to learn these. Habits. I'm pretty sure there's a way you can learn that. Like, and I'm like, well, you don't know. That is so I'm pissed at him. I'm like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Your mindset. You don't know. <laughs> Go off on my dad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know that. So, uh, so after that, then my cousin calls me and he's like, hey. My older cousin, he's like a mentor to me. He's like, hey, why don't you just go ahead and get your real estate license? You know, learn real estate in Nashville. Get, you know, do that. All that. The same day, the day after, I run into Sean. At um, was it a uh, Bar Louis? Bar Louis, Murphy's. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's leaving out. I'm coming in. He's like, "Oh man, what's going on?" Da, da, da. I'm like, "What you been up to?" Da, da, da. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm doing real estate now. You know, I work for so and so, so and so, Remax." I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I'm actually thinking about getting my license. Well, man, if you get your license, man, you can come work for me. Like, man, let's go get coffee, or hang out, catch up. You know, I'm making like thirty thousand a month. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, he, I mean, he capped me. He making about 30000 <laughs> So that was The bar it. flexes. God, I lived at Bar Louie back then. Oh, my yeah, God. I know, right? So he leaves, and then that was that. And then, you know, we go have a, um, lunch at the GOAT, and he tells me about, you know, Remax tells me about the team. And I was like, okay, I'm finishing up school. I have my license. You know, I could, like some time has gone by, and then we go. We go. I said, I'm finished school. I have my, I'll take the test, and I'll have my license probably next week. 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to join the team. But even though I got my real estate license to be a realtor. <laughs> the team. The team. Remember the strong group? Yeah, it was me, Enrique, Jess. And your mom. And my mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's it. That was the that's whole it. team. That was the yeah. team. <laughs> OG, triple OG. That's why I said oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What year was this? 17? 17. Yeah, yeah. 17. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. So, I, like I said, I, I got my license because I know I needed to learn you know, how to be a realtor and understand the market and I, it would help me learn better. So in the meantime, you know, I knew I wanted to do real estate investing, but I just had to get into it first that way. And I told Sean that from the beginning. So um, I just feel like it, that was that was kind of just always there was never like a click moment in my realtor journey was like, OK, now I want to do this. Like that was always just been the journey, the right? journey, yeah. find out a way to do it. You know, I've learned all this stuff. I read all these books and listen to all these podcasts. I started going to these uh, investor meetups. I would do that. Like, cause people ask me all the time, like people who now who want to like kind of maybe get some mentoring for me or like, you know, kind of get some like, so how do I like, you know, get in there? Like, how do I do kind of what you do? Or, like, can you like, can I do some, can I like shadow you and blah? I'm like, I mean, it's going to be boring. Like you're really not, I mean, you can, but, and I would always tell them, I need you to invest in yourself first. Cause I think that's yeah. kind of what I did in the beginning. I mean, foundation, you know, invest in myself, read as much as I could, listen to these podcasts, trying to and then work on changing my, my <laughs> mindset to, to get into doing this and reading other books on mindset and that like, you know, you would, you, yeah. you gave me some, some different books that I should, you know, I should read. And I started doing that and that opened up my mind to other things. So like I said, you know, I did go all over the place, but in the beginning it was always a goal, real estate investor. And, you know, then still do be a realtor and do that too. Some, but yeah. this, this is, this is the goal. Grant, you'll appreciate <coughs> this. When, uh, when Enrique joined the team, I came over to his house up in Antioch at the time to do headshots. <laughs> took the headshot in my garage <laughs> it was in his garage well we tried the backyard and the light was too bad yeah. so we went in the garage and then uh we had to like crop him out because yeah. it was just a garage, a garage. like there's just stuff <laughs> and so there was a headshot that he used for years yeah i'm still I, I, it's still kind of it's there. still out there it's still floating <laughs> yeah that was in his garage yeah uh-huh. <laughs> we need to see this headshot oh i'll show it to you yeah, yeah. Just open up like realtor.com yeah, or something. Yeah, it's probably our, there. Our, our, our home home snap is still there. Oh, home okay. snap. Oh, is that the home snap? That's the home snap. <laughs> That's funny. It's still there. Um, all right, Santana. What's yours? When was the click? Oh, man. Uh, what's funny is um, high school, somebody, uh, it was a friend of mine, her older brother was in uh, real estate. Uh, he was in Atlanta doing a lot of big things. I think he bought an ABA team, uh, minor league basketball team. Mm. Um I mean, he was really doing some big things, and I was interested in what he was doing. So I asked, I asked him, um, "How can I get into real estate?" His response was, "I need you to read this book, and then we can talk." And it was "Rich Dad Poor Dad." Oh, it, and I kind of got offended because I was like, "No, I want to like sh- shatter you. I want to follow you." <laughs> and so, you know, me, I was, I kind of pouted at the time. I like, I, I refused to read the book. So I went to college. Uh, refused to read the book. Uh, every time I come home, I'd see him, I, you know, have a chip on my shoulder. Like, you, you didn't show me how to do real estate, so I'm going <laughs> to do something else. So I pursued music, um, moved to Nashville, started touring, uh, traveled. I mean, traveled all over the United States, did some uh, relief work uh, overseas, um, got into education, got married, had kids. And uh, I was still like, man, I want to read this book. But eventually I read this book. It stayed with me that long. Um, and it was one of those things that just You don't hold on to anything. Not at all. Not, no, never. It, nothing. Just a little <laughs> bit. This one thing I held on to. And and I finally got into the book. And I was like, just like Enrique, it was like, wow, like 
all this information I, I haven't yeah. I haven't known my whole life. I should have known this. Like this could have took me a little a little bit further. Um, so I started reading a little bit more. Um, what's his name? The uh, other guy. He's out here in uh, Cool Springs. Um, the budget. He the um, oh uh, Dave Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I studied a little Our bit favorite. of him. Yeah, uh, it was a little difficult uh, to follow, but again, like all this information, I started absorbing it. The budget guy, though, by the way, I'm hung up on that for a second. <laughs> the budget, guy. <laughs> the budget guy. <laughs> I mean, pretty much like. No, I mean you're not wrong. I yeah. just I, I like I like saying it like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like I just eventually got bored. Uh, one day, um, picked up a um an online course, real estate, and I was I was teaching, I was coaching, I was coaching soccer at the time, and I was you know trying to do the dad thing. Um, so I had little time. I, every time, every minute I had, I would go home, be with the family, then stay up late, read, study. And I was like, you know, I'm committed. And, I, and something about my personality, I'm a, I have an obsessive personality. So if I get into something, I just want to yeah. like totally immerse myself in it. Um, so I immersed myself in real estate, got my license, passed it, and uh, joined during COVID. So I really didn't know what to do. I was lost. I had no idea. Uh, didn't know who to talk to. Um, again, like I said, my first open house was when Kobe's helicopter went down. Um, and I was like, man, this is already starting yeah. off on a bad, like a bad note. Like, right. I mean, um, so I wasn't sure, like, I wasn't sure what to do, but I knew in my, like in my heart, I was committed yeah. to whatever, you know, I had to do. Um, and so I found another guy, he's a, um, he's a fellow agent and he's over, I don't know if I should say the company, um, okay. it doesn't matter. Well, he's at Compass. Okay. And uh, good guy, great guy. One of my one of my good friends. I, I mean, I dare to call him one of my best friends in real estate. Uh, kind of took me under his wing, told me how to do some, you know, calls, reach out to people you know, your sphere, your circle, all these terms that you learn in real estate. Right. And um, it started working. Like, first year was a dud. Second year, it took off. Uh, did about 25 transactions. And then uh, from there, it was just like, man, I could do this. And I was part-time. And so to me, that was the moment where I was like, you know what? And then I'm, this whole development came about after those transactions. I was like, man, this like one thing is, is, is bringing me to new opportunities. So, uh, again, I don't know if it was like a, ever like a click, but I think when I actually read that book, I followed directions. Yeah. Like that's when opportunities started happening. Yeah. And then I think that's the same way it is now. Like, you know, we, we just finished this development something greater has to happen. Mm -hmm. Like we just can't stay stagnant. We can't stay on the same level. Like the quality of life has to increase every single year. So I don't know, again, I don't know what that looks like, but yeah, I just, you know, it's some things you just know, you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever play the cash flow game? Yeah. I, yeah. I play with the kids. Do you? Do you? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I used to play it and we had the computer version. Had the computer version. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I need to I actually need to play that with my kids because mm -hmm. I haven't done that. Yeah. That's a that's good. Yeah, that's a good good parenting to tip. Play that game with your kids. <laughs> um, if there was one thing you would change about the journey, I would guess that your thing you would possibly change is reading the book sooner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I probably would have read it. I, then I think I would have had access to him because he he recently passed away. Mm. Um. So and he was a young guy. Um. Mm. Like late late forties. Wow. Yeah, so um, he got to see me do this development, and then I think the last interaction we had was on Facebook. He was like, congrats, like, I see you doing your thing. Um, so um, to me, it was kind of like one of those moments you're like, wow, like, 
full circle. Like, I'm, I mean, my inspiration. Um, and that's, you know, when you get on Facebook, it's like you, you don't care about all the likes. But it's like when you see that one person like your stuff, yeah. it means the world to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that one like, it kind of meant everything to me. It inspired me. So, um, you yeah. know. Man, I'm sorry. No. For me, um, I mean, yeah, I would just start it earlier. If yeah. I, yeah, but I mean, I guess, but like, hindsight is always twenty twenty, And, you know, even though if you say, like, people say, if I knew what I knew now, you know, but I think even if you knew what you knew now, you would find other ways to make other mistakes and do other yeah. things differently and, you know, and still yeah. kind of put you to a certain point. And that's kind of the way life works. But I, I definitely, uh, um, I would start it earlier. Um, I think the time that I jumped out to go full time in real estate when we had that conversation, me and you at uh, at Cheddar's, um, and the way you broke it down, like it really helped me decide to make the decision. I knew like I needed to go do this, but then I still went home, went on Indeed to start looking <laughs> for jobs, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm hearing your voice. You say was saying that I'm thinking, hearing this other voice, like man, we just go ahead and do this, just go, you know, and. And I, and I went ahead and just <laughs> figured it out. You were like, how many deals do you have in, in the pipeline? So I got one closing next week, and then I got another one that's under contract. It's like, okay, so you got two deals. It's like, work on getting the next two or three, and then you're, all, you're off to race. So you're good. Yeah. Get your ass <laughs> in gear. <laughs> you're like, you're 90 good. day business, right? Yeah, 90, 90, day day business. 90 day business. Make it happen. I was like, all right, fine. Forget Can it. you make that $10,000 last 90 right. days? <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, hey, and if anything, you know, you get to just go ahead, then, then go get a job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you rolled the dice, man. Like, I'm so proud of you guys. Um, I know it was a, a crazy journey building that house, but I'm glad that you guys, I'm sure, learned invaluable uh, lessons oh, that yeah, you'll right. you'll carry forward um i think your story is inspiring to so many because you guys are uh, frankly all three of us are examples of like coming from nothing mm -hmm. and building something mm -hmm. um and i think one of the things that i've i've always liked is like sure we reap the benefits of our 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 work right but the heart of it isn't for our gain necessarily the heart of it for me is the legacy for my kids yeah you're playing cash flow games with your kids so that they don't have to learn the lessons that you had to learn the way that you had to learn it right um they can go into the world with the knowledge that you picked up at 36 yeah ish thir thir mid 30s whatever yeah. um and I know if, the, if anybody's watching this, they're like 36. Y'all are both like 22. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm just, I love watching what you guys are doing and I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do next. Um, do you have any advice uh, for our listeners who are considering entering the real estate market, um, either individually or as a partnership, um, whether as an agent or as a developer? Don't. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was bad advice. <laughs> it's oversaturated. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, I, know. I would say, um, oh man, abund have, abundance have a, mindset, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, abundance mindset. Have a abundance mindset. You know, believe that you can do it. You know, set a goal. You know, put. You know, hold yourself accountable, and then you know you can. For people who want to get into the investing side of it, I mean, you can do analysis paralysis all day, and you can read as many books as you want, listen to many podcasts as you want, but eventually you got to jump out the plane and build a parachute while you're falling. So, you know, that's the that's the thing that I kind of always say. <laughs> that's what I did when I when I jumped out uh, to go full time in real estate. So sometimes you just got to go go do it that way. So don't be afraid to to make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes. You're not gonna do everything all the way right. You're just not going to. I'm still gonna as much as I've learned. I'm still gonna make mistakes, and I still am. 
you know. Yeah. So I would say that there's no don't don't be a perfectionist when it comes to it and just go out there and do it. You'll learn more when you do than by, you know, analyzing and reading and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, somebody today, um, I was at an engagement earlier and this guy spoke about motion versus action. And people who are in motion feel like they're taking action. So if you get to that point where you just feel like you're stuck, you're probably just in motion. And motion would be defined as something like that where you're looking at the spreadsheets and running the numbers and evaluating the deal and this and that Mm. and the other thing. Um, But the action is buying the freaking land, Mm -hmm. acquiring the actual money, hiring the contractors, doing the work. Um, So if anybody's out there listening to uh, or feeling stuck, then it, you're probably in motion. Just mm. pay attention to motion versus action. That's, yeah. That's a great That's point. A good great point. point. I would definitely um, just follow that up with saying um, this is a people industry. Um, know people, get to know people. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Build relationships, um, and every relationship is important. You may not know, you may not see it immediately. I mean, down the road, you may realize it may come to uh, full circle, but uh, everyone is important. There's no small person in this business. There's right. no uh, bigger person in this business. We're all trying to, you know, accomplish the same goals. So um, I would just say build relationships and um, don't burn bridges. Net- network. That's network. That's right. Yeah. That's network. Take that coffee, that, that, that coffee mm-hmm. date. Take that lunch date from that person who wants to talk to you about real estate. Go mm-hmm. to these meetups. Just put yourself out. Don't be one of these secret agents. You just can't. You're not going to. You can't win like that. Untouchable, yeah. And you're not (laughs) going to combat that with a name tag. I'm just saying. You're not. (laughs) Go meet people. People love people, right? Um, Cool. Well, thank you, guys. Um, I appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Thank you. You guys are crushing it. Um, Hopefully, people take your advice and and learn your lessons because you guys have a lot of value to give. Uh, Where can people find you guys online? Uh, you can find me at uh, my, my website, Um You can also find me um, on all of my socials, uh, Enrique Selman. And then uh, step Instagram. Instagram is uh, dose underscore Rike. Uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Any rooftop, you could probably find them, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me. Yeah. Out the, I'm, I'm, you find me out in the streets. I'm, out, I'm outside. You can find me. <laughs> Any rooftop. Uh, <laughs> He's come up, though. He didn't used to be on rooftops all the time. (laughs) I didn't. He's come a long way. (laughs) Um, What is my Instagram handle? I have two. So I just started a uh, Santana Sold It uh, Instagram page. I have like 30 followers. Um, Please be one. Don't be 31. Please be 31. I need 30. (laughs) I'm going for 40 by the end of the month. Uh, But Santana underscore Realtor is my um, original Instagram. Uh, Santana Omega Jones is my Facebook um, email me Santana at SantanaJ.com and that's pretty much it. You can probably Google Santana Omega Jones. There's not that many of us. So um, SantanaSoldIt.com. Perfect. Yep. Love it. Thank you guys. Appreciate you both. Thank you. Hey, if you're a first time listener, you can find us all over the place. YouTube, Spotify, all the places. Come click subscribe and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, it's Swy. Thank you for joining us this week and we hope you got some useful information and we made your day a little bit better. If you're interested in joining the movement of realtors getting their time and life back, check us out at joinsimplyhome.com on the browser, at Simply Home on socials, or in the description. See you next week.